told my men they wouldn't be able to kill you if they tried. Glad I was right. Back to the comic book bullies with Nerds New Bully, me host Leroy, aka the Living Weapon, uh, with my co host. Yeah, this is Eli, aka the Five Fingers of Death. That was actually my first choice I was going to use, but I couldn't think of it at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're back with the episode. And like I said, we uh, it's a new Marvel movie that came out. I got on the front, we're going to talk about Shang-Chi, it's a bunch of other stuff we're going to talk about also. But for the majority of the show, we're going to talk about the Shang-Chi movie. I don't know what Eli thought about it. Eli, I don't know what I thought about it. But we're just going to just talk about it and kind of come to terms on what this Marvel movie is. Because anytime we talk about a Marvel movie, uh, the podcast get hits. So why don't you start with that? But before we get to that, Eli, uh, remember last week we were kind of struggling about what we're going to do with Ida. Ida was coming. We didn't know what's going to happen. So I just want to give you a quick uh, recap of what was going on with Ida. So... Like I said, we talked about it. Uh, yeah, it did knock out all of New Orleans' power. A bunch of New Orleans people have came to Mississippi. Uh, so want to say you in the thoughts and prayers. And please let us know when you're leaving because we know how you New Orleans people are. You know how you New Orleans people are. And Eli, here's the thing. I Actually, my power did go out. Oh, yeah? But it went out, it went out on Tuesday because I'd have left. And then we came back like, you know what? I forgot something. And it came back. <laughs> and we had a harder storm on Tuesday than we did actually Sunday. Knocked my power out. Knocked my internet out. And everything was gone. And all the water was going to the uh, grocery store also. I'm like, damn, people, your, your pee has been brown all year. Now you want to bath all the water? you know? But here's the thing. <laughs> Guess what they left on the shelf? Dasani. So I'm proud of my people for not touching Dasani. Because that is the nastiest ass water you could possibly buy. So no matter what is going on, apocalypse, COVID, Hurricane Ida, Hurricane whatever, not going to do it. Uh, and the next hurricane supposed to be coming is uh, in the L's. And I got scared for a second. I was like, uh-oh, Hurricane Leroy? Turns out it was Larry. <laughs> so Larry is on the way. <laughs> I know so, Larry. Do you know? I know Larry, too. He's a cool guy. <laughs> but, yeah, this Larry, hopefully this Larry isn't an asshole. Well, the hurricane is an asshole. So, like I said, we're going to move on to the actual uh, box office numbers. We're going to just jump into this movie review. We haven't done box office numbers in a while because there's been nothing to talk about. But this week we can. So, Eli, give it to me. What is the number one movie of the week? I bet it's a Disney movie. It is always a Disney movie. <laughs> Unless it's Fast and the Furious. But, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we're just going to jump into it. And I don't know who all can see that. I'm going to just pretend like you can. So, yes, number one movie this weekend was Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That was the movie. Uh, and also, number two, Eli, your movie Candyman. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, so it's still hanging in there. Uh, and Free Guy, which I haven't seen yet, but I plan on seeing it. Paw Patrol, Jungle Cruise, Don't Breathe Too, all that's fine and dandy. So let's look and see what we got. So Shang Chi, The Weekend, uh, did seventy one million, which is the I'm pretty sure that's the record. 
let's see. I think that's the record for the last two years of, of movie box office. So I think we're back on track. Let me just make sure. And then we'll go to it. So because I know Black Widow had the record. No, no, no. What's opening? What's opening? What's opening? Original release. Ah, I don't have the numbers from me. Anyway, what's going on is that I'm, I'm just going to say that it's number one movie of the, of the of the year. Of the last two years, really. Because, like I said, 2020 doesn't count. So we're just going to go with this. Um, and, yeah, that being said, we're just going to jump into it. So before we actually jump into the, the actual movie review of it, let's just do it like a recap of Shang-Chi. Because here's the thing I start real, realizing, Eli, people don't know who his character is. They're thinking that Marvel just invented this guy like, you know, two years ago when they started making the movie. And that's it. When he's been around for decades. Like, Shang-Chi is a thing. Now, we grew up calling him Shang-Chi. You know, that's what we call him. Shang-Chi. That's what we always knew him as. We don't know Shang-Chi and all stuff like that. We, that's what we know him. So, his name is Shang-Chi, dadgummit. That's what we're going to call him. So, we're just going to go with that. So, first off, let's start with a refresher course, you know. So, the refresher course we're going to go on. Let's talk, let's talk about where is Shang-Chi, what is Shang-Chi, and why, where did he come from? Uh, basically came from what is that right there nope that's not it uh basically what he came from is that he um he's actually an offshoot of another character another character we're going to talk about is fu manchu he came from fu manchu fu manchu marvel bought the rights to fu manchu back in the 70s like i said fu manchu is an old novel oh, well, my, my fault the insidious dr fu manchu i almost wanted to say uh the fiendish dr Wu, but no not not the same guy kind of but not really the same guy Oh, and Christopher Lee actually played him in a movie one time. So you can tell how problematic that was. But let's see what we got here. Let's see, Gabe. Uh, yes, Gabe's later in the on the internet. Gabe's in the house. Yeah, some lady on the internet to correct everyone on the internet. Now, here's the thing. People need to stop being assholes. Yes. Some people are going to say Shang-Chi. Some people are going to say Shang-Chi. We're comic fans. That's what we do. When we grew up, we didn't know how to pronounce this stuff. People are still saying Thanos. You know, people are still saying Dark Seed. That's just what it is. If that's what they say, it is what it is uh even with street fighters some people say right use people say reuse so if you say something different don't be an asshole and say well actually you know correct your bifocals or whatever hell if you say something different it's cool shang chi shang chi whatever so people need to stop being asshole to correct everybody what are we talking about uh dr Fu, the insidious dr fu manchu so marvel bought the rights to him in the 70s want to make a comic book of him in the 70s and decided to make a comic book of him in the 70s but he's a bad guy so they decide to invent an original character that was going to be his son is going to go against the insidious Dr. Fu Manchu, which was Shang-Chi, where he came from. And he actually teamed up with the characters from the original Fu Manchu novels. And they went on missions and spy missions trying to shut down Fu Manchu. And that's what it was. Now, the reason a lot of people don't know who Shang-Chi was is because his book was never called Shang-Chi. His book was called Master of Kung Fu. Well, Hands of Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu. That's Actually, in the first run, it was the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, which was more of a magazine like with a comics pulp. in it? It was like a pulp yeah. magazine, yeah. yeah. So it, because he was such a popular character at the time, they basically had two books running at the time, you know. Uh, and the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu had all the other martial art characters like Colleen Wing, Iron Fist, you know, all the Kung Fu people that showed up, they were there, you know uh let's see what we got uh what is the fu manchu famous by me what did he just, do okay yeah. <laughs> yeah fu manchu is basically uh a, a a set a series of novels by a guy named fuck i forgot the guy's name rome saxon something like that but he was a uh basically a villain in all this guy's novels and that's where marvin decided by the right side to make a, a movie of this guy so 
He's not real. Didn't do anything. However, people do say he's problematic because they call him a racist stereotype. You know, uh, going yeah. forward, like like I said, Eli actually read. Have you ever read any of the uh, Hands of Kung Fu, Master Kung Fu? I, 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 yeah, during this past summer, I was reading the the Deadly Hand stuff, and it okay. is it's it's like a it's like a you know like Black Belt magazine is just it's it's full of articles on martial arts and styles and of fighting, but it's also there was some comics, the Five Tigers and you know other you know comic book you know martial art comics you know that were appeared in it right you know like a continuous dr no basically yeah he's kind of like dr no that's almost back exactly what he was yeah dr no dr fu manchu same guy this genius torturous basically he was doing a time of yellow peril keep in mind he was written by a white guy yeah <laughs> so he was like the most evil guy you possibly think of because it was all that yellow peril you know thing that everybody was scared of and that's what i want to talk about the 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 comic because the comic eli i read it this afternoon with this weekend and it's problematic if you read it now. yeah i was reading it, some of those old comics. yeah if you read it they're now, pretty cringy <laughs> they're pretty cringy like they're very outdated they would get canceled so i i'm not even blaming marvel for pretty much taking everything out of this comic and just making a brand new movie from it because i'm gonna just show you some things eli for instance let's take the first panel look at his coloring yeah he is literally yellow mm -hmm. he's an asian guy that's yellow where everybody else is like color so that's problem number one you know another thing in the comic also original like i said in the movie people know the movie his mom was this sorceress and shit like that not like that in the comics his mom is white in the comics her name Nobody knows. It doesn't even matter. She's one of Dr. Fu Manchu's concubines. And the reason he picked her, because of her genetic superiority. Blonde hair, blue eye. Like I said, this is problematic, <laughs> you know. So he picked the most perfect blonde hair, blue eye, Aryan person they could. And the, and the writers of the show, uh, writers of the comic even said why they did it. Because they have to have some whiteness in Shang-Chi. Otherwise, readers wouldn't get behind him. So there you go. He's got a white mom. So that way they can get behind him because if he was just strictly Asian with the demographic that the comics are aiming for, they wouldn't take him as a lead, you know, because that's one problem with them. Oh, and like I said, as far as Shang-Chi, the character, uh, he's pretty much as stereotypical as you would think of. I mean, he's pretty much everything he says is pretty much like a walking fork and fortune cookie. He's always spitting wisdom and knowledge and stuff like that. And everybody in the book that talks to him calls him every racial slur under the sun. Good guys, bad guys don't matter. I was just casually reading this, and yes, Nazis are in the book. <laughs> we'll, I'll talk. I may talk about that later on, but yeah, it's just everything you can think of is just wow. And this is what they made. Like I said, it kept going. Uh, and he actually hit right before, like the even though the Kung Fu craze hit, he was right before the Bruce Lee craze hit. So when the Bruce Lee craze hit, they just pretty much just turned him into Bruce Lee. In the yeah, they turned him into Bruce Lee. Yeah, and they yeah. pretty much marketed it as Marvel's Bruce Lee. So they yeah. just drew whatever Bruce Lee did, they drew him in the comics. Now, why did Shang-Chi fade away? Why is it, if he was such a popular character back in the 70s, why we don't know about him? Well, one thing, like I said, the Kung Fu craze died off. You know, pretty much when, when Bruce Lee died, the, cra the, the, fan, the craze went with him. And also, another character kind of took his spot, Iron Fist. Because Iron Fist was another Kung Fu guy at the time, but he wasn't like, half eurasian or anything like that he was a white guy so it's yeah. easier for the fans to get behind him and on top of that he has superpowers so he could play in the field with other marvel heroes and it wouldn't be out of place where when shang chi popped up and he's in the spider-man books like that it was like 
why is he fighting spider-man like he has no powers you know where iron fist it makes a little bit more sense so he kind of became the karate guy and where then plus Shane, yeah, yeah yeah and then plus when he when he when he uh teamed up with luke cage that sort of sort of melded together the whole urban uh martial arts you know fad that had been going on because when the kung fu craze did hit it was mm-hmm. mainly in the cities and urban audiences you know they related to the those movies early on because mm-hmm. all those kung, old shaw brothers and old school kung fu movies they were all there there was a there was a strong sense of uh you know fighting oppression that's what that's what most of those movies are about uh mm-hmm. you know especially at the time in hong kong hong kong was under british rule um so they were allowed so they weren't under communist rule so they had a lot more like you know freedom of expression and they can you know you know art had a little, a little more lax with their art but they're also you know they were under this like western rule so like the identity and culture kind of came out in the movies, you know, that's why, you, you know, they went to go see Kung Fu movies to see their Chinese identity. So, and all, all these movies, yes, Bruce Leroy, and all these movies were mostly about fighting oppression, invader. They were fighting the Manchus, you know, or the Japanese, you know, Bruce Lee, Fist, Fist of Fury was about the Japanese occupation. So it was always these characters fighting against invaders and oppression. And at the time, the civil rights was going on in the United States. So when these movies came over, they really resonated to the urban audiences and the civil rights movement. And that's why they blew up the way they did. So. Right. So you had two uh, genres also, like I said, you had the Kung Fu craze going on in the 70s and you had the black exploitation craze going on at the same time, which also hit with the urban audience. Also. And they started, they started cross, cross like, you know, uh, you know, influencing each other. Yeah. Uh, are, are we going to play a clip of Dolomite? Are we going to play a clip of Dolomite? <laughs> well, they had that, yeah. Dolomite, Dolomite was doing Kung Fu, but then you had right. Kung Fu movies using like, sound, like, like, uh, you know, like soundtrack to like Shaft, like funky, you know, soundtracks, like Motown, you know, soundtracks to their Kung right. Fu movies in China, you know. So right. they were so like, two cultures yeah. kind of like blending and, and, you know, merging yeah. together. And yeah. I was going to talk about how, you know, Asian kung fu movies kind of rip off black culture. Also, we'll talk about that later on. Uh, but yeah, also want to just mention what else we were gonna mention. Uh, like I said, we talked about Iron Fist kind of like took the spotlight for Shang-Chi, where he kind of like fell to the background, even though he does pop up now and then. Like I said, he trained Spider-Man, you know, when he lost his spider sense. He trained Domino when she lost her powers. Uh, he was an Avenger, you know, uh, in Hickman's run. He was heroes for hire. So he pops up, you know, times to uh oh. Who who said what? Six to, oh, here we go. Six one six, man. What we got? I just watched the field. Gotcha. Uh, let's see. Love the martial arts film. Didn't even feel like a Marvel before. It it did, but it didn't. You know, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get into the the actual review of the movie. But that was, you know, one of the good things about it. Uh, come on, really, we are dropping knowledge with your entertainment. We we try to, yeah. <laughs> now, of course, we always get that asshole that's gonna make the comment. Talk more about Batman. You know. Don't <laughs> <hit> you. <laughs> But that's what we do. We're gonna give you. We're gonna give you the the you know the food and the liquor. You know both together. So uh, oh now, like I said, now even though Shang Chi as a comic book character kind of faded to the to you know to the side while other characters took over, they were always trying to make a movie of him. He was always gonna be their launching pad to start their Marvel you know Marvel Studio movies. For instance, Stan Lee was trying to get one off, uh, get a Shang Chi movie off in the nineties by guess who? Eli, guess who the lead was gonna be? um the guy from mortal Kombat. oh oh no shit i did not know that yeah brandon lee yeah he was gonna he he really tried to do it tried to had dinner with him 
you know, trying to uh, get the student movie off the ground also. But of course, we know why they didn't happen, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I said, he really tried to get it off the ground, but it never happened. Also, in the, t- the 2000s, you know, when Marvel Studios decided, screw, we're going to make our own movies. They had a whole list of movies. Like I said, we had Iron Man, had the Hulk, had the Punisher movie that was by Lionsgate. But they were also going to make an Ant-Man, which got pushed way back. They were going to make a Black Panther movie. They're going to make a Black Widow movie. And they were going to make a Shang-Chi movie. They were going to make all those. But all they got killed when they got bought by Disney. And racist-ass Ike Perlmutter said, Black Widow got to go. Black Panther got to go. Shang-Chi got to go. I want nothing but white heroes. <laughs> they can be sidekicks. But I, I only want white, white men heroes. So that's why it took so long for these movies to get it going on. But if it was up to the schedule of Disney never would have bought those movies, we would have got a Shang-Chi movie like back in, you know, the 2000s. Who would have played him? I don't know. Jet Li. I mean, at the Probably. 2000s, yeah. Jet it was the 2000s. Yeah. I mean, it would have been Jackie like, Jet Li would have been a no-brainer. Yeah. Jackie Chan, <laughs> yeah, Jackie I think, might have been too old around that time. But Jet Li, even yeah. Jet Li might have been too old at the time. Like, early 2000s, yes, I can see Jet Li easily pulling us off. You yeah. know. But that being said, we don't have that. We have Simu Lu. Uh, like I said, I've been knowing this guy for a while. He is, like I said, he's from Kim's Convenience, which has nothing to do with Kung Fu. It is a Korean slash Canadian sitcom <laughs> uh, where they uh, own a convenience store. And he, like I said, he plays the dumb, hot Kelly Bundy type, you know, son, brother slash guy. You know, always got his shirt off, always got a different girl in every show, never knows what's going on. He's that guy. But he's charismatic. That's why I knew that he could pull off this role. So as far as him in this movie, I had no issue uh no concerns but now he's gonna pull it off from back in the day hearing rumors of wizard magazine they want to aim to direct in 2000s uh yeah they like i said they've been trying to get a shang chi movie oh because he directed crouching tiger yeah and, and the incredible hope <laughs> oh that, that's probably it. what it was that's yeah. probably what it was he, he was like after that he was like yeah i'm done with marvel no no more uh i think that's it okay so now we're just gonna jump into the review we're gonna jump into the actual review of the movie say we talked about like i said I don't know what Eli thought about the movie. I haven't said, saw any <laughs> tweets or reviews or anything. Uh, I purposely didn't say anything about it. I want to save it for now. We're just going to just jump into it. So, like I said, going into the movie, this is already one of my uh, more anticipated Marvel projects that came out. I look forward to it's more than Black Widow, more than Eternals, more than whatever the hell came out. Oh, Black Widow yeah. came out. Yeah. So, so, I was actually looking forward to this. Now we're like, okay, so I know Marvel is trying to blend, you know, martial arts, you know, with their Marvel formula, and they're trying to put it together and trying to see how this works out. This can either go bad or it can go good because it could be too much going on, you know. But I thought, honestly, Eli, they blended it per- as perfectly as you can get with the Marvel movie. Like I said, as far as like the the stunt work and all the stuff like that, I think it's on par with what we get from Asian Hong Kong cinema. So if it's on par, I mean, I'm saying the best, but I'm saying it's on par with Asian Hong Kong cinema. So if it's on par with Asian Hong Kong cinema, that means it is hands down the best action we get in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because nothing in there compares to even halfway what they do with those movies. So that part sells it. Like I said, uh, Shang-Chi, I was already sold on Simi Lu. I was already sold on him. Aquafina had no idea who she is. I never met her from a can of paint. Talk about later on. However, I was sold on their relationship, their platonic relationship. They felt like friends. Whether they are or not, they felt like it at least. Um... Uh, Tony Lung, like I said, this is actually his first American role. He said he didn't want to do any American roles unless he uh, something came along that you know caught his attention. And when he this came around, that's it. But like I said, he is a Hong Kong legend. Like I said, all those 
uh john woo movies he was in you know yeah. he's a romantic lead over there as you can see and they could tell in this he's a romantic lead in this one he has that presence as you know the mandarin uh and like i said as far as being a villain he's one of the most charismatic coolest villains marvel's ever had you know he's one of those guys that make you think like damn uh, yeah you try to take over the world but maybe it's okay if you do it i guess you know <laughs> so i got that feeling from him uh he actually felt like a good strong stern dad mentor type hard a all that role uh, basically to me he stole the movie he stole the movie he was the best performance out of everybody's movie had michelle yo like i said former bond girl former jackie chan stunt team coordinator also like that it all works you know and like i said we were going back in like i know you want to talk about how you saw all different influence there's so many this movie is a love letter to hong kong cinema it really is now some people say homage some people say ripping off your mouth may very very where they were doing even with uh shang chi saying i don't want trouble and where's it come from it came from jackie chan who always says that which like i said the scenes are very close to each other just like jackie chan fights with props and stuff like that he was also fighting with props and stuff like that you know yeah that so, that that bus scene was straight up yeah jackie chan shit not yeah. not only the bus scene but the scene after also the scene we went to the uh when it was fighting outside you know with the bamboo sticks like that that was also jackie chan well, and also funny- jet lee yeah. like jet lee does a lot of that shit and is like when he was the once upon a time in china movies the Shoy hark yeah. movies there was a lot of that bamboo scaffolding you know wire right. work stuff going on in, in those movies so yeah like there's all these different like e- each fight almost had okay there's a jackie chan fight there's your wire work fight there's your wuxia shit the the ending was all about you know sword play fantasy wuxia uh you know epic fantasy battle shit you know dynasty right. warriors live action dynasty warriors i was damn and i was just about <laughs> to say dynasty warriors i like that the beginning of it reminded me of dynasty warriors yeah. <laughs> so and yeah. also that that jetly movie hero which was almost oh, yeah. it seemed like almost a good a wreck rip off of hero. Well, Wong like Kar said, Wai, you know, Wong Kar the guy who directed that, he makes like very, uh, very like, um, his his films are great. I mean, he did, and and Tony Leung was in a bunch of his movies, um, and you know Tarantino, Christopher Nolan eat off his whole plate, you know. Right. So there was a lot of that that you know those 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 somber moments of like you know the wind blowing or the water and stuff like that which like Wong Kar Wai is always like incorporating those natural elements into like his martial arts fights you know mm-hmm. the slow motion then you see the water it almost feels the, like a dance yeah, yeah or leaves yeah. floating stuff like yeah, that like yeah and that's another thing about this movie Eli you always talk about Marvel cinematography on this the the cinematography on this was great. I think out of the Marvel movies, it was probably the best one. Like, even take this scene right here. Like, it was a brief scene, but yeah. it was just like out of Skyfall, you know, which won an award for cinematography, whatever that guy's that was name probably, was. Choreography-wise, that was probably my favorite scene. I mean, the Death yeah. Dealer fight, even though it was yeah. in the shadows, and I was like, you know, the choreography on that, that was like straight out of, that's straight out of, like, you know, 90s Hong Kong, you know? Right. <laughs> right and like i said even the fight scene between mandarin and you know shang chi's mom that was right out of crouching tiger hidden dragon you know all yeah that stuff. and that's like and it was cool to see those elements because like you know what was his name way Wu. what was his real name not mandarin but he had a right re- re- real name when Wu. when Wu. when Wu. yeah his yeah. his fight was all about power and 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 force and boxing and fists and stuff and she right. was all tai chi and deflecting and going with the flow and being all 
and, like and that's one of the major flowing, themes yeah. of yes. the movie like the entire yeah. movie like that was just a scene but yeah exactly like you said like she was defense he was offense yeah she never actually attacked him she used his movements against him and yeah. that's one of the uh things i like about the end of the movie like uh like and one of the main things about the movie is that shang chi has to accept both sides of himself it's it's the yin and the yang it's yin and yang like i said da it's all Daoism. about philosophy. yeah Daoism, yeah right because the thing is he he's denying part of himself because he's ashamed of who he is like i said i got a whole thing up right there so he has to accept both sides of him but the thing is he tries to fight his father the way his father trained him which is why he can't beat him which is why he got his ass kicked yeah. so until he learns how to fight like his mother open and palm defense use your movement against you that's how he's able to beat his father so he has to understand and accept both sides of him so it's almost like the fighting of this movie dictates the storytelling of this movie just like we get with hong kong cinema you know so it, it influences so it's not just you know uh like icing on the cake or cover where it's just a marvel movie with a bunch of asian people no they actually go deep into hong kong cinema like you see a bunch of uh what was that movie kung fu hustle in this movie and stuff like that uh all there was so many asian stuntmen in this movie that were like from you know that era you know back when bruce lee and jack chan were doing their thing that were in this movie i don't have time to name all of them but there was a bunch of them so yeah man it was uh like i said it's oh and the actual stuntman of the movie i mean not the, the stunt co coordinator of the movie uh the stunt coordinator movie was brad allen you know at the end where it says rest in peace brad allen yeah that's so yeah yeah Jackie so chan. yeah yeah so he was the only white guy on Jackie Chan's stunt team, yeah. <laughs> you know. So he was back there fighting when all this stuff was going yeah. on. So he was the stunt coordinator of this movie, and he passed last month before the movie was actually released. So, yeah. So damn, that was. Yeah, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. And then when I saw that, I was like, oh no shit. So. Callisto <laughs> mm -hmm. Lattice, they can see it before. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah well, we also like Once Upon a Time in China, Jet Li as Wang Fei Hung, who's played. Wang Fei Hong is like a folk hero in China, and Wang, right, and so, everybody so has everybody, played him. Everybody's played him. Jet Li, yeah. Donnie Yen, Donnie Yen, is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Once Upon a Time in China, like that whole series is great, and there's a lot of that 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 scaffolding, you know, wire work, you know, and uh, and yeah. So yeah, I mean, there was a lot of stuff. Like the beginning reminded me of Bride with White Hair, which is a great mm -hmm. movie, you know, um, you know where they're falling in love while fighting and that's like right a big and, and i knew you were going to have more more <laughs> details and more knowledge on this now because like I, said, I have a i have a, enough passing knowledge on hong kong cinema to, you know to start a table conversation but i know you're the guy yeah, I, I could i could do a whole podcast on <laughs> right <laughs> a oh, man yeah. ever love how it ties industry so a terrorist organization took the name of 10 rings and therefore named the Mandarin. right because uh that's the thing when woo is actually not the mandarin they made up the name mandarin for when they created Trevor Slatter because they didn't know what his name was. Yeah, and so it was just, cool to see that. Yeah. It was like them reclaiming the image, you know, like, you right. know, all that. Yes, those old comics, you know, they were cringy and problematic as fuck. You know, that all right. the Fu Manchu being the villain, being his father, the Mandarin, and th them sort of addressing that. You know, yeah, that's all just bullshit. That's, not, that's us, the, the, you know, American stereotype, racial stereotypes, you know. Right. You know, even in the, even in the new comic that we're reading, the new Shang Chi comic, where he says, "Yeah, I purposely talk like that to throw people off." You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I I spoke in broken broken English, you know, on purpose, you know, to you know to 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 be, seem less of a threat, you know. Um, <laughs> so it was cool that they addressed those 
you know, those problematic stereotypes, you know, you know, in right. That about how, how America takes their stereotypes, what they think they are. So like that, yeah. so all that was good. Oh, also even now, here's the thing about this movie. Like I, I've, I've been reading some reviews about what other people think about it, Eli. And a lot of people saying the movie lost them when they went to the fantasy element of it, when it, you know, when it went all DBZ or whatever the fuck was going on, like they like the street fighting better. Me personally, like I said, your mouth may vary on that. What do you think about it? Me personally, that elevated the movie to me. I felt like it was a, a escalation to it. You yeah. know, when it went to the fa- fantasy element, you yeah. know, it was still there for me. You know? I mean, yeah, I felt, yeah, I like the ending is what did it for me. Um, yeah. As a martial arts fan, I thought the movie was okay. The fights were watered yeah. down. The choreography's watered down, but I expected that. You know, right. I knew Disney. It's the MCU, right? Yeah, yeah, I knew Disney or Marvel wasn't going to get, you know, Corey Yuan or, or Wu Ping to choreograph their fights. I knew that. Right. You know, um, so like the, the first, you know, the, the first two acts of the movie were just, you know, just, yeah, watered down Disney, Disney-fied version of Kung Fu. But the, the, the ending with the big battle, that's okay. If you're going to, if you're going to pump Disney money into Wuxia fantasy shit, right that's how you do it <laughs> you, right. know? you had you a damn kaiju fight in the, in the yeah. battle you, you know, know him r- riding dragons and shit and you know right and, yeah that, that was dope i mean and you see they have hong kong or movies in you know from china that do that shit but the effects aren't as up aren't as on par right. they don't they don't have disney money right they, they don't, don't have, have that disney, disney money it. and so they this time <laughs> disney disney had put up the monies to see all that shit so it was right. cool. You know, I, I really dug on that, that, you know, the whole, yeah, the Dragon Ball Z flying around, you know, epic fantasy battles that, you know. He he damn near throws a Kamehameha at his dad at the end. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. yeah. With the, the, <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to do the, like, Haruki, you know. <laughs> and he just, like, dry, like, nah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, he knows the crowd expected to do it, and he just doesn't do it. Uh, even yeah. just the fact how the movie just dives into Chinese lore, you know, like all those animals that they show in the end when they yeah. go to the other planet. Or dimension, whatever. Like all those are, you know, uh, animals that are in Chinese lore. Like it's like even walking, like even that ch- chicken, pig, monkey thing. That's a yeah. thing from Chinese lore. Okay. The nine uh, tail fox or whatever. The nine tail fox. And like I said, we talked about it earlier. It's from Naruto. If you're familiar with Naruto, and also Lovecraft Country. Now we know that's you know from Japan and Korea. But like I said, a lot of this mythology kind of bleeds into each other so yes china's gonna have a version of their own nine tails fox also well, so ka- kaiju battle is usually in J- japanese you know <laughs> right it's japanese but like i said it, a lot of times it bleeds into each other yeah. and i also yeah. like it how they had a good they had a bad dragon and a good dragon because the yeah. thing is like in 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 the west like i said in western entertainment and media dragons are bad that's just what they are the reason they're bad is because like i said they're tied they're lizards tied the serpents and from the Bible, we've been trained the serpents are evil. They're tied to evil. That's just how it is. In China, however, like I said, in the East, dragons are are considered protectors and good. They have National Dragon Day. And they so you have that balance with the dragons also. Good dragon, bad dragon. You know, so both cultures, if they China's not gonna get this movie, <laughs> they yeah. already banned it. But but if they did, you get the best best of both worlds. I, I heard that they are gonna get it. I thought I, they, they, they don't have is, release date. They don't have release. Date they don't yet. have it, but I heard it is going there because of Tony Luan. You know, because okay. he's so such a huge star. Support over there. him to support him alone. Yeah, okay. he's yeah. huge over there. He's like you know, he's like the, one of their biggest stars. And that's the yeah. thing is like for again, yeah, he stole it for me. That watching Tony Luan, it dawned on me halfway through the movie. I'm like watching, and I even said it out loud. You know, this is the first time I'm seeing Tony Leung speak English. 
Yeah. <laughs> he, know, he, he's turned down American roles yeah, for decades. I've yeah. seen him in so much shit. Yeah, he's in yeah, Hard Boiled. He's in Bullet in the Head. He's, you know, Infernal Affairs. The, 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 mm-hmm. You know, the movie that The Departed was, yeah, people don't, a lot of people don't know The Departed, Martin Scorsese, Gangster Flick. That is a remake of it's Infernal remake. Affairs. Yeah, <laughs> yep. with, starring Tony Leung. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been in, you know, Hero. Yes, he's been in, and not yet. Again, not just action movies. He's a, you know, dramatic roles as well. Um, so watching him, it was just, he was just a joy to watch, just to see him, you know, be in a new movie and then speak English for once. It's like, yes, I never seen, seen him speak English before. I've right. seen this guy in so much shit. I never heard him speak English. Like he hears real voice, you know? <laughs> you know? Right. And just the way he carries himself in the movie, like he de- he doesn't say, he never raises his voice or anything like that. You can tell he's got power behind him. That's just, that's just mm-hmm. acting. You know, even he walks in the room, you know, after, you know, spoiler alert, Shane Cheese, you know, mom gets killed. He walks in the room, he just asks him, which one is he? And he just points to him. He's like, okay. And he just wrecks everybody in the room. You just see Shang-Chi just, you know, shocked over. That's who his dad is. Yeah. So that was saying it was a lot of stuff in this movie. I liked a lot. I got. Yeah. Like I mean, I that, said, I that's, that's yeah. what I, my favorite parts were those more dramatic scenes with Tony right. Young going those flashbacks, you know, um, you know, falling in love with his mom, giving up the power, then, you know, reclaiming the power to get revenge and stuff. And then just being tortured. Right. I actually felt bad for him. Like he, he thought he was hurt hearing the voice, her voice, but there were the demons of the souls that he killed. Right. And like, you know, and, I, and, I, and then <laughs> you find out more of the backstory because he's going and he's like, okay, if my wife isn't there, I'm going to burn this place to the ground anyway, because he's pissed off at them for kicking him out mm-hmm. because yeah. they didn't want anything to do with him because he was a gangster. They were like, if I was here, in this world with paradise, those gangsters never would have came up and killed and you know took my family out. So he's blaming them yeah. for what what happened to them, and he's thinking if if I can do that, if I can't get my wife back, I'm gonna get revenge for you one way or another. It, it all goes away. Because people were saying that was a plot hole. Like no, that's the reason he's doing everything he's doing. You know, yeah. Yeah. he's either trying to get his family back or burn everything down to the ground, one or the other. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was, I'm trying to think what else. There's some other stuff I can hit this movie um like i said i don't know how you know like i said i don't know like when we was at when we went to black panther you know you had that feeling well i had that feeling about oh i see reputation on there so i'm I'm curious about how asians or asian americans feel about it you know i almost thought about going to the theater dressed like this you know i didn't but, <laughs> <laughs> but cultural appropriation you know Sippy i didn't go like hot sake <laughs> you suck it to me Suck it to Suck you. It to Man, you. If, if I had a nickel for every time that movie came on HBO and people kept making Bruce Lee boy jokes to me. <laughs> Am I oh, the prettiest? Man. Am I the baddest? Oh, <laughs> uh, like every time I heard, I like, oh, it must be on HBO again. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, but even like I said, the yin and yang and the duality, we're talking about it right here. About how, and I think the director even said something about how blue means death. And, you know, and gold means life. So basically, it's like he had to accept the blue and the and the gold, the life and death. Because, like I said, Shang Chi, spoiler alert, is an assassin, and he's been trying to hide, run from that his entire life. And the only when he accepts that part of himself is when he can actually, you know, fight his father. So I thought yeah. that's pretty good. Uh, however, Eli, there is a, like I said, we we talk about how problematic the old comics were. There are some people <laughs> that's boycotting this movie. And oh, yeah. the people that are boycotting this movie are black people. Yeah, I, I'll get to you in a second. I'm gonna hit this one. Just yeah. let me see what we got. Uh, yeah, I thought the you know, Asian was gonna boycott this. Uh, no, the Asian Americans love it. 
the Asians hate it. <laughs> now, the reason they hate it, because first off, they pissed off at Hollywood to begin with anyway, because of all the Mulan shit. They pissed off at John Cena for calling a Taiwan a country, even though Taiwan is a fucking country. They pissed off at that shit, you know. But they just think Hollywood is Hollywood. They don't have time to old Fast and Furious this and Disney is that. No, Hollywood. Fuck all of them. That's what they're like. All right, Twitter's Malcolm in there. Yeah, 616. That's what I was just about to get to. I'm glad you brought that up, even though I was leading there anyway. So, Eli, yeah, Aquafina is problematic. Uh, people were getting ready to boycott this movie strictly for her. Really? Yeah. I don't like I said, I don't know anything about her. I've never if I've seen a movie before, because I don't she's remember appropriating her. black culture. Is that why? Yes, because she's supposed to be in black culture. Apparently, she was because do, do black yeah. people karaoke Hotel California? Well, not not in this movie. Not, <laughs> we do, but, <laughs> we, but that's a secret. You can't tell anybody. <laughs> but yeah, not in this movie. She didn't do it. But apparently, when I looked at her IMDb page, she says Aquafina, actress, comedian, rapper. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> okay so uh, apparently she does like a black scent you know where she does like a black voice and oh. i guess in other movies or in her yeah. comedy acting like that i've never heard her do it like i said i don't know who she is but a lot of people just seeing her name in the movie were like fuck this movie i'm done with it i'm not even doing it oh uh, so i'm like wow oh uh, this is this is crazy so apparently she's that probably I, I she was not aware of that. i wasn't aware of it either but apparently that is a thing she do that but like I said, we're talking about a culture appropriation. Like but I said, what about talking, but didn't that know. isn't that like what Wu Tang does? And why ain't Wu Tang yeah. on the soundtrack? <laughs> I was don't don't get me started on the soundtrack. Don't get me started on that soundtrack. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about the soundtrack. No, fuck it, let's talk about the soundtrack. Okay, now <laughs> now Wu Tang is not on the soundtrack. However, the the soundtrack is more like a, a Asian based, like Asian artists, you know, soundtrack on it. But here's the thing, Eli, the like the cultivator of the album, whatever like that, the person that did the album is, is Rich Brian. Are you familiar with Rich Brian? No. Okay, so Rich Brian is a rapper that changed his name from Rich Brian because it used to be called Rich Chigger. You know, short <laughs> short for Chinese, you know what? So yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So he's in charge, he was in charge of the album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so when I'm listening to the album. And like we said, we talk about Aquafina, we talk about Rich Chigger, and I'm listening to this album, not the score, the actual album, well, you know, a whole bunch of rap, like 21 Savage, stuff like that. And it's a hip-hop album, but it's not really a hip-hop album. It's like a hip-hop album by people assimilating hip-hop. You know, it's not Mexican food, it's Taco Bell. That's so that's the feeling so, I'm getting So from. it's more like Asian-American. Like, yes, Asian-American. This is more Asian-American than an asian Chinese culture. Yeah, based. I mean, like I said, it's yeah. a it's a Hollywood movie. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. heard it was because of that. She got the role. She said I wasn't Asian just to get get a role. I won't act right, right. That's the thing. That's what really people got mad at about because she does a black accent. She does a black accent, but like, why don't she ever do a like a stereotypical Asian accent? And she said I won't do that because it's racist. Well, what the fuck is doing a black accent is doing? What is that? So yeah, but like I said, we get mad at whoever we want to. You know, it's it's we cancel who we want to cancel you know so that's my thing about that but yeah the the album is like it's a whole bunch of asian guys rapping i'm just like i don't know how i feel about it. it's not my rap but like it's just like you said 
uh asian culture does seem to assimilate a lot of black culture but you can't get mad at that because a lot of black culture does assimilate asian culture we talk about wu-tang clan uh we i just showed the picture of last dragon How he was kung fu dolomite black belt jones we can go by all these movies that assimilated asian culture you know uh uh don Cheadle in rush hour with kung fu kenny you know uh all these rap no kung fu kenny all of these anime I'm cosplayers, <laughs> and then I'm gonna whoop, whoop your ass, your ass. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so even the cosplayers that cosplay anime, like you see all these blurs that are in the anime and stuff like that, because that's it's just like like kung fu movies caught on, you know, with the '70s black audience, just like anime is catching on with the 2020 black nerd audience. It's a, it's the same thing, Eli. So you got a whole bunch of black people still assimilating Asian culture. However, they get mad when Asians assimilate yeah. black culture. Yeah. Here's like, and here's the native perspective. Dun, 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 dun. Just don't uh, wear don't, don't, dresses. Don't. Okay, I, I'm gonna say Eli, don't get canceled. Don't get canceled. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> Just don't wear headdresses. Jesus Christ! Enough with the culture appropriation. Stop wearing headdresses. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's what I was about to ask you, Eli. Okay, because like I said. Uh, on on Shane Chi's Facebook page, you know they got all the merch. You know all the merch on there. You know it's got his suit on there. You know his, his Goku letter jacket. You know with the yellow and shit on there, and he's wearing his. Uh, so is it wrong for us to wear? You know, just like Shane Chi for Halloween. I know. Like we, we, like you said, like anybody can dress up as Black Panther. Just don't right. Put, just don't just don't, don't, don't wear we, black. <laughs> You're right. Don't wear blackface. That's all. Just Underneath, don't wear blackface. you know, you can wear right. the mask. Just don't. Shit. <laughs> right. Because it will show up when you run for president election and they will show your Black Panther <laughs> Halloween outfit later on. Uh, but yeah. But even if uh, Eli, even if there's an Asian superhero, I mean, I'm sorry, a Native American superhero that has a headdress. Red Wolf gets a movie. It oh, makes yeah. a billion dollars. Oh yeah, so that's gonna be. Some I'm shit. just. I'm oh, just that saying ever, that won't ever happen. But <laughs> I'm saying in an in an alternate variant, what if universe <laughs> where Doctor Strange, you know, saved his wife instead of you know his hands. I'm in that universe, you know, you know, if it's the actual, that's the thing. If it's actually his outfit, if it's his costume, like if it's his uniform, sure, yeah, you know. But don't, yeah, don't if it, you know, don't wear just any old stupid shit, you know, <laughs> right, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, Molly of Denali, uh, you know, that that cartoon, the Alaskan Native cartoon. It's like mm -hmm. Native Dora the Explorer actually addressed that. Like, yeah, you can dress right. up as Molly. Just don't dress. Don't put her in buckskin. <laughs> you can. Right. She has an outfit on the show. You can dress up as that. Dress up as that. Now, <laughs> 616, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, about because because culture appropriation, people just throw that, that word out there. But in America, it really is a blurry line. It's, it's a blurry line. Because the thing is, America is a melting pot. We hang around each other all the time. A different codes are going to bleed into each other. You know? Yeah. Hell, Eli, a lot of times people say comic book shit. This is white shit. So even us doing this shit is doing white shit. Like, we I hear it all that. the time. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I go to the res and like, oh, you listen to metal. Right. Like all those white boys. Meanwhile, these motherfuckers <laughs> are listening to fucking Skinner and shit. Right. <laughs> so it's like some stuff is unavoidable. You're going to do it. But however, there is a hard line. There is a hard line where you got Elvis Presley, you know, inventing rock and roll. I'm sorry. He didn't, you know, <laughs> but people still think that, you know, and it goes on with, you know, with Post Malone and Miley Cyrus inventing twerking and stuff like that. Or, you know, 
Uh, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yeah, the girl, the girl with no ass invented twerk. Right, but she invented twerk, you know. <laughs> or Justin Timberlake, you know, got all these R&B songs, then holler out All Lives Matter, you know. So there's a there's a bur- blurred line, but it's clear when you cross that line. That's all, you know. Yeah. So, But we could talk about that all day long. But yes, this movie, I feel like, is more from the Asian-American perspective than the Asian perspective. I think that's why Aquafina is in this and movie. I think that that's why she's in it. I think, you know, him, you know, that 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 sense, you know, the immigration, him coming being an immigrant and coming over and right. trying to, you know, blend in with American culture and, and right. being poor. And they were like, you know, they were valet park parking and right you know, when they, he was rich in his home country. Yeah. You know, yeah. Which and is so, a, a story from a lot of ages. Like we saw the hell in uh you saw you have watched Fresh Off the Boat? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I've seen same something. thing. Yeah, 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 same thing that happened. They were rich over there, came over here and struggled, you know. But yeah, uh, a lot of us do it because we think it's cool. We've seen a lot of other cultures do it to show gangster and stuff like that. Like I said, it's so much rap music out there. Uh, like I said, you got white suburban kids dressing up like you know Fifty Cent and you know all stuff yeah. like that. So Jake, Jake Paul and shit. Uh, <laughs> trigger one. It's like Jake Paul <laughs> triggers both of us, but in different ways, you know. <laughs> but yes, Jake Paul. <laughs> oh man, so yeah, that, that's all we got to say about Shang Chi. Uh, Eli, slap, slap him score on it. Slap him score. What would you think about it? I'll give it a three out of five. I th- I thought it was. I liked it for the most part. You know, as like I said, as a, as a martial arts fan, I thought it was okay. As a Marvel movie, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I did I like this. I think I might have liked this better than Black Widow. Now that I think about it. Really? You you think? Yeah. <laughs> like you, you think that's it? okay. You know, that's well, right. You, Black... you thought I was on the same level as Wonder Woman 84. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, I just yeah, I mean, I thought it was fine. It's a, that's another serviceable Marvel flick, you know. Um, I wish it wasn't weighed down by the Marvel stuff. I wish it could just breathe on its own. You know, why Abomination is fighting Wong? I don't know. Because <laughs> it's Marvel. I yeah. mean, that's that's uh, the the same the same way you knocking it is what people want to see. Yeah, it's like that. That's yeah. what I was like saying. Like, why why is why is Abomination in this movie and not in you know where he's supposed to like like why is Taskmaster in the Black Widow movie? Why right. is why is Kang fighting Loki? Like, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. It's just like I said that setting up of other shit gets you know sort of weighs weighs down what i when i sometimes i just want the movie to just breathe on its yeah. own you know i i i disagree like i, I disagree like i said I, I see your opinion on it and it is a problem with marvel when they just like shoehorn stuff in there but i don't think the marvel shoehornness way the movie down because i think it was so brief like it was there to let, remind you you was in a marvel movie but it was like abomination was tagging along with him the whole time yeah. you know or he was the main villain of the movie like i'll come to destroy the world like, he shows up at least you know uh, yeah. He was a job. He was basically a jobber for Wong. That's all he was. Yeah, and then the the, the end. Yeah, of course, the ending credit scenes. Like, oh, the 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 wings have some alien shit in it. So okay. I mean, but so that's, that's what set. you go to these fan, the movies <laughs> we're for. Set, okay, here comes the Eternals. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> it was for the what is a Marvel connection? Oh, you haven't seen the game? Oh, I, well, we just gave them all of them. Uh, Abomination <laughs> and Wong show up, and there's an uh, end scene where Shang Chi and Aquafina joined the Avengers, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I guess, but yeah, that's what happened. And then they're singing karaoke again. Uh, and then they sing karaoke again. Yeah, the Hotel Ca- California. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Eli, I'm gonna slap a score on it. I'm gonna say five out of five. No, shit. I, I, I know we were gonna have different opinions on this or whatever. That's why I prepared oh, cool. a whole bunch of stuff on it. Like I said, because it did what I wanted it to do, it blended, you know, martial arts, Hong Kong martial arts cinema, 
And yes, you could say it was watered down. You could say they ripped off everybody else and was doing uh, a zero Xerox version of that. But that's fine. You know, because you got that and the Marvel stuff. The same reason you're knocking it because it's shoehorning Marvel stuff in. I like it because it's shoehorned Marvel stuff in, but it did in a way was it wasn't shoehorned. It was like you can forget, like if you take those elements out, you forget this was a Marvel movie. You know, yeah, without... wouldn't that be cool? No. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, if they would have made this in the 90s and 2008, that, that would have been the movie you would have expected. But this one, yeah. you know, they show and long shows up to remind you. The thing is, I, I kind of expected it to be that way. You know what I mean? And like yeah. I, I knew, and that's the thing. I was like, he brings stuff. Was that Fin Fang? I was like, is that Fin Fang Foom, the evil okay. dragon at the end? Here's the thing. Is that Fin Fang Foom? If you want him to be. Okay. That's the end. Because he yeah. kind of looked like as a, is it? Because I was, saw that. He was, but that, he wasn't. He could have yeah. been Cthulhu or whatever, you know. <laughs> I was, saw the set the drive in and it was a little dark and shit, you know yeah. what I mean? But but here, so, here's my <laughs> thing, Eli. And you know, and that and that made sense. So you saw that drive in, you said it was dark. Okay. I saw the movie in IMAX. You know, my first IMAX experience of like, I won't say my first, I think Fast and Furious were the first. They, they got but one by you now? They finally got one by me, so I didn't have to drive New Orleans to get one. So that's my thing, Eli, because I saw this movie in IMAX and this big screen and stuff like that. That may be skewing my opinion of the movie. I don't know. Maybe. I just know I had an awesome time watching it, but it may be because I saw a big IMAX and it watched it on my phone or watched it on Disney Plus, stuff like that, because I think the where you watch the movie will affect your experience of what the movie is. Yeah. Now, talking back to 616, man, now, whether or not it's Fing Fang Phone's like that, it could, I, like I said, when he popped up, I thought maybe it's Fing Fang Phone. But here's the thing, Eli, at the end of the day, does it matter? I guess. Big so. Monster, you know, Big if you want to be Fing <laughs> Fang Phone, cool. If not, but, you know, but, but comics, man. But comics, you got to get me yeah. Fing Fang Phone. We're like, yeah. it's close enough. It's, yeah. Or, or not. <laughs> I was never a huge. Shang-Chi fan in the comics. I mean, the new stuff is cooler because it right. isn't as problematic and cringy because like, right. yeah, I mean, that, that those old old comics were shitty spy stories. And, and that's the thing, like the whole <laughs> tone was different in those old books. Like I said, they were basically James Bond comics yeah. with, with Bruce Lee in them. That's yeah. all they were. They There was no supernatural shit in there. The the only supernatural shit you got in those books was when a Marvel superhero pops up, when Spider Man or, 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 or Man or, Thing shows up. You know, uh, occasionally a giant spider or a giant scorpion would show up and they'd fight for no reason right. at all. But yeah, but, but that was because Doctor Fu Manchu did some experiments. Like yeah, they like, had an explanation for it, you know. Yeah, like Fu Manchu was was like part of N M one six or whatever or M I six, you know, you know back then and like yeah, those comics were just shitty spy stories you know right so, so that, i wasn't really a, wasn't into that shit and 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 i this this movie there was element and i think i think yeah i would have liked the movie to have leaned more into the you know the gangster triad you know right themes, right you know, because and, 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 you know yeah. the 10 rings were like this underground criminal organization would have been cool to get that some of that more gangster feel but they they touched on that so it's like it was an amalgam of, of all these genres of hong kong cinema you had the fantasy right. you had the you know the the straight up martial arts you had even different styles like i said you had him being the boxer and then you had her being the michelle yo doing tai chi you know you had right. some wire work you had some wuxia sword stuff you know so it, it just like yeah, it was just like a just a just a big melting pot you know it was a soup i guess you know yeah, and I mean, then, like I said, it was a love letter to Hong Kong cinema. Like I said, just like uh, you saying you wish it was more grounded, street level, because Shang-Chi is a street level hero. Mm -hmm. Like I said, people want to know he's a Marvel superhero. What are superpowers? He didn't have any. He's just a dude. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. his only powers are these hands. That's his powers, you know. So every now and then he'll get a power up. Tony Stark can give him superpower nunchucks, you know. Scarlet Witch will make shadow clones of him, you know, every now and then. For the most part, he's just a dude, you know. So, yeah, my, my thing is, like I said, I, I would have, this, you could have stretched this out to a trilogy. The first movie could have been street level, you know, triad, ninja shit. Then it could have escalated to the third trilogy to the big kaiju yeah. monster thing. And I'm not saying fighting. I was expecting it to be like, you know, you know, Jackie Chan level Jet Li shit, you know, because I, you know, you know, the, the heyday of Hong Kong cinema is over. It died in the 90s, you know, yeah. the, so all that wire work, you know, once once the Matrix, you know, came out, once you saw like Charlie's Angels and, and Jessica Alba and Ben Affleck and Daredevil doing shitty wire work where they totally right. lacked the grace and, and style that you saw in the Hong Kong conflicts. Once that shit started happening, yeah, that shit was done. So I wasn't expecting, that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I, yeah, I, like I said, it was it was it was like yeah, it was a homogenized version of it, and I thought it was fine. You know, you know, I'm not knocking okay. it. I'm not. I didn't. Uh, it didn't blow me away, but it was about what I expected. You know, a Disneyfied yeah. version of kung fu shit. Yeah, which is what so people. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm just rank it whatever I put that at. Like I said, Captain America, Winter Soldier. Like I said, me personally, I'm putting it in that rank. Now, like I said, I can my blackness will not allow me to say it's better than Black Panther. I can't do that. <laughs> so we're just gonna just put that out there. Uh, but I will say where people complained about the third act in Black Panther, where the CGI they said sucked and the fighting scene sucked, that is not a problem with this movie. <laughs> like the, no, the money I, is I on the screen. Much, I yeah. very much thought the third act is what yeah okay disney you yeah this now this is disney showing their dick yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> like they're, they're trying with this one yeah yeah, yeah. So. The, the, the 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 fantasy shit was dope yeah oh where the way nice tease oh shit you know what we don't sell those that was outright geekery right well Agarai Geek gave it. It's that's the thing. Yeah. We have to. We'll have to talk about that to find out. That that I dropped the ball on that. I dropped the ball on that. Yeah, I will figure that out. We did have merch. We did have hoodies and shirts and hats. We we but, still got it, but we yeah. don't know. It. We will find it. But the, <laughs> we were a part of another website that put out all that stuff, and that website is no longer functioning. It's. it's I mean, technically, we're still affiliated with them, kind of. Yeah, they're more of a Facebook group now, but all that stuff yeah. is kind of. Yeah, kind of. Is up we in the we, air. we, I, we I, still have access to it. I just honestly, I just forgot about it. I'll yeah, I'll I'll get back on it. I'll get back on it. That's that was. Oh always... yeah, six one six Mortal Kombat versus Shang Chi. Shang Chi. I'm gonna go with okay. Shang Chi. <laughs> really? That's that's a thing. That's a thing. Yeah, I didn't think the Mortal Kombat movie was that good. That's just I, it was. It was okay. I mean, it was okay. Yeah. It was okay, yeah. I, didn't, <laughs> I wouldn't even compare them to be honest with you. Like the fight scene, <laughs> the fight scenes in Mortal Kombat were dope, way better than Shang Chi fight scenes. Uh, but, I disagree. I, but I disagree. The storyline <laughs> in Mortal Kombat, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I disagree with both of that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think there's anything Mortal Kombat does better than Shang Chi. But like I said, you know, other than blood, other than it was violent and bloody. Yeah, it was violent it. and bloody. You know, I'm yeah, sure. you know, people getting sawed in half. Sure, I'll. You know, yeah. that's what. You know. But I, yeah. was, I, I didn't think Mortal Kombat was that great. <laughs> it was watchable. I didn't hate it. Some people hated it. I was like, it was it was a thing. It was okay. Uh, it was better than most video game movies we get. And Shang-Chi got a Max comic in the 2000s. Oh. Yeah, he, he did get that. They, was everybody that, uh, got a Max comic, yeah. The Luke Heroes of for Hire? And no, no, no. I think, he got a, I think he got a solo. I think he got a solo. Like Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, I think. 
Okay. I think they, they I read, brought it back in the 2000s. I read some of that shit with the Heroes for Hire. You know, he was in that also. At, like yeah. everybody was in it. He, that 2000 Heroes for Hire book, everybody was in that book. So yeah, they it was just like what? It was a Max book. Yeah, it was a Max. It was a Max book too. Yeah. So like I said, he he's on the come up. And for people that haven't read his new run, read his new run. His new run is pretty yeah. good. We have we've actually reviewed every single book in that run on this show. So and we we liked it. Yeah. So. Yeah. The new Shang-Chi comic is dope. Yeah. So and it makes and as a you know martial arts movie fan like me, it makes deep cut references to that whole genre. <laughs> right. <laughs> and all the problematic shit that was in those old comics. Matter of fact, honestly, some of y'all should probably go read the old shit also, just to see how far he's come. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> somebody should be like, whoa, they got away with that back then. Yeah. Okay. And that's what I'm glad. I'm glad this movie, you know, the isn't like that. I'm glad that it, it, it blended, yeah, the triad element and then it, the, the fantasy element that he wasn't this super spy, crappy, shitty James Bond flick. If he came out in the 90s with Brandon Lee in the lead, that's what it would have been. It would have yeah. been that. Yeah. Yeah. It was less espionage and more, yeah, more Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, so yeah, we, we're done with Shang-Chi. Appreciate that. We're going to go on with the rest of the podcast. And Eli, you are up. So, Am I? Yeah, whatever this is. The wonderfully freaky creatures we'll see in the movie. What? What are we doing? It, it, it was your thing. It was- wonderfully freaky creatures. <laughs> what? Oh, Resident Evil. Yeah, that's a long, that's, Evil, a long yeah. that's a long tag. I, I just <laughs> copied and pasted. I didn't even read it. I just... <laughs> So did you know about this? Because I didn't know about this. Oh, I knew there is a thing coming out. I knew it was a Netflix thing coming out, but I didn't know it was yeah. like a, 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 yeah. a actual movie. Minshew was a weird character research. Yes, he is. Yeah. Oh, and we uh, we got to say that Marvel actually lost the rights to Fu Manchu back in the 90s or, or the 80s, one or the other. So that's why he's not in this movie. And plus, even if he was in this movie, Channel would have banned this shit on site because they do not fool Fu Manchu. Matter of fact, even the fact that Fu Manchu is even tied to this character at all made china not want to do this movie not want to release this movie yeah so yeah okay so apparently resident evil there's a resident evil movie coming out Mm -hmm. i did not know this i know about the resident evil like series coming on netflix and that they've been putting out resident evil like animated stuff on netflix but this there's a res a live action resident evil movie coming out in november that's right around the corner. Was not expecting that. But. I did not know about this. Okay, so. is that Mila Jonovich checking this? No, this is uh no, okay. it's not. And I and I, I I this is like a like almost a week old, so I forgot. But they had to list they had the list of the cast, and yeah, there's it's got Claire Redfield, it's got you know Leon Kennedy, it's got you know I think Wesker's in it or Chris Redfield, and so. But it's called Welcome to Raccoon City. It looks like straight up the first game. You know, where they're in the house. Cool. Okay. So hopefully it's it's good. It heard the he heard the internet is crapping all over the Resident Evil reboot. The Which game, one? The game one? of the movie. The or, game of the movie. It's, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's a, let me see. So I like I said, I these Resident Evil movies have all sucked so bad. I don't even like the 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 animated movies. I thought they sucked too, to be honest with you. They were slightly better than the live action Mila Jonovich shit. They were but, hit or miss for me. I did enjoy a few of them. Um, hell, I don't even know. like all the games. Yeah. <laughs> some of the games are good. Some of them aren't. Uh, the brand new reboot. Like, brand new. This is start off. Because like I said, Wesker, I think, died in the other ones. So he's back. Or it's a zombie movie. So it doesn't matter if he died. Yeah, he's come back. Uh, I got playing Leon, my favorite Resident Evil character. Oh, yeah. The, the blonde one that looked like uh, a surfer. Yeah. 
Only thing yeah. I like about this movie, when, yeah, when Chris Redfield punched a boulder for some reason. I don't know. These movies, these the ga- the games the, are weird as fuck. Yeah. The one on the roof, the movie that where it takes place on the roof, I thought that one was pretty cool. Um, but they yeah, all, they're, they they're, all blurred to me. But yeah. yeah, they're they're all hit or miss. Um, and the games, yeah, I like two was great. Two is like one of my all time favorite games. Four is great. Five um, is my favorite. Five is my favorite. Um, I don't know if I play that. Or is that that, that the one in Africa? That's the one in oh, Africa. No. The one, one where he was shooting Africans and everybody got pissed off, so they made him change it because they were like, "Oh, this white man's going around with a shotgun shooting <laughs> zombies with forks in the nose." <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. So yeah, they had to change that. Uh, what I used to do in that game is because you know my partner was Shiva, so I used to have all like the big ammo guns, like machine guns, shotguns like that, and give her all the bullshit, like herbs and, and shit and medicine. Yeah. Like, you you carry my bullshit while I carry the manly shit, you know? Yeah. So. Resident Evil 2 was a blast for me. I was, like, my favorite, like, probably my all, it might be my all-time favorite game, you know? What, Resident Evil 2? Yeah, for the old PS1. It, it, it's, it's up there. It's up there. Like, yeah. it's, it's up there. I, I played it because I think my roommate had it in college, but, yeah, that game was awesome. Uh, New Ruby. Is he black? Probably. If he is, of course, they're going to be pissed. It's, it's okay. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I just I just heard about this. I was like, really? There's another movie coming out in the theaters? I should have put this in the video game section. Why did I put this in the video game section? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Hindsight 2020. Uh, now let's go to the video game section. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna, like I said, we've been talking about China the whole time and how they're probably going to tank uh, Shang-Chi. You know what, Eli? Another reason black people are mad about Shang-Chi, not only because of Aquafina, but because of how China treated Black Panther. Because... Oh. And even though everywhere else <laughs> in the world, it, I, I just got to say, it's a thing. It was, like I said, it was the, one of the highest grossing movies in America or in North America. But in China, it's one of the lowest grossing Marvel movies they ever put out there. And why? Because China said the movie was too black. You know, uh, why aren't there any white people in this movie? I don't want to see this, you know. So just the fact that China said that shit, it rubbed people the wrong way. So like since China didn't support Black Panther, we're not going to support Shang-Chi. I'm like, that's a dumbass reason to boycott, but it's the internet. People have done dumber shit. What are we talking about? Uh, China limits online game, video game. Oh, yeah. So in China, just made a rule. You can only play uh, video games three hours a week and only on the weekends. So that's, Damn. yeah, that's, I, I couldn't live over there, Eli. I'd, I'd <laughs> go to jail or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> So my heart goes out to the Chinese. So I guess you know, you know, they banned rap last year also, or the year before. They do a lot of fucked up shit over there. Yeah, which, they do. which yeah, which again, cancel culture is bullshit. They do all this right. fucked up shit over here, and Disney doesn't give a fuck. And they kiss their ass, like <laughs> I said. Doesn't give a shit. Look, Taiwan <laughs> is a country, <laughs> so there's no reason to get pissed off at Johnson just because they don't recognize Taiwan as a Marvel. Country, don't yeah. give a shit what China does. <laughs> because that's where all their money comes from half of their box office comes from china that's why they are kissing china's ass any way they can to get shang chi over there they can't because if they don't you're not getting a shang chi shoot it's gonna be it oh i couldn't see you going to jail for gaming uh <laughs> i probably wouldn't i i play offline i'd find some way around it you know <laughs> they might have drones and shit to steal pop spot your playing. phone and shit yeah, mobile gaming. They'll find somebody to catch me. I hey, where's that the little the little football, the electronic football that fucking my boss gave us? Oh yeah. <laughs> can can we play that? Does that count? You know. <laughs> uh remember when China didn't want Iron Man 3 Marvel to put China man subplot longer to China audiences accessibility. 
yeah, they made it some bullshit. That's why they changed Mandarin because China wouldn't like it. But we all know Marvel's full of bullshit because they end up doing it anyway. That's why this movie is out. Yeah. You know. Um. All right. So, like I said, you know the next part of podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I said, this is the comic book bullies where we talk the comic books. And I guess Eli, we're gonna let you go first because you said you want to review this book. It's actually the number one book of the week. Well, the number one selling book of the week. Is it? Yeah, it was number. It's, it's Batman. Oh, of course it's shit. Batman. I guess I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Of course, we do all know Batman is gonna outsell everybody. So yeah. Uh, uh, let me see. Let's see. Do I have? Let's see. Okay. All right. So Batman, Fear State, Alpha, number one. Mm-hmm. You know, Tinian setting up his fear state event. Yes, the fear state event is finally ha- here. And Not this book, future state, but fear state. Yeah, fear state, you know, where which will lead into future state, which we already know what happens because future state happened already. So we already <laughs> know what's going to happen. Right, but, spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we already know all this. Is. So, um, so basically, this book, it's a flashback. Simon Saint is meeting up with the Scarecrow and Arkham and basically devising their sinister plan to use fear to turn Gotham into a police state, you know? And then we get to see all the other folks from the Bat Family characters setting up their tie-in books, basically. <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> and um, basically, pretty much... You know, putting everybody in their, you know, their starting positions for this huge event that we already know what's going to happen. Because <laughs> <laughs> they already spoiled it. So, yeah. So, two out of five. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> Damn, you kind of roasted this book. <laughs> I did not give a shit about this. This book was pretty useless. You know, we already know <laughs> that's a thing. We Since Future State already came out, we already know. It's basically fucked up Tinian's run. You know. Yeah, because that that may be one reason why he's leaving. You know, yeah, uh, because he had the story he had planned out, and then but he can't plan it out because they've already said what's going to happen. You know, yeah. I mean, the art's pretty cool. You can see the art is pretty cool. Oh, the art was awesome. That's that's yeah. the reason I read it. Yeah, but you know, and there's some pretty interesting ideas that it brings up about you know cops being unfit to be policemen, like you know what's his name Mahoney or what's his name. The, Sean Mahoney, yeah, yeah, that asshole. He's an asshole, and when he's not on the job, and then they're gonna, he's gonna be peacekeeper one. So you know, it brings up that you know, I you know that the issue of she you is. know policing. Yeah, but well, other than that, she's she's a bad girl. Oh yeah, yeah. So other than that, this this book was pretty useless. I didn't give a shit, and I don't know if I even give a shit about this whole event. So <laughs> yeah, because like I said, basically Tinny is about to clock out anyway, so he just was writing this shit just so he can yeah. go do some other shit. So. He doesn't care why should we, but it's Batman. So yeah. Uh let's see. In future state, I was like, man, future state sucks. <laughs> the <know>. future sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know. The future you know does what? suck. <laughs> you know what? Image did this back in the 90s. So image, you know, when they had their Wildcats run and stuff like that, Wildstorm. So after the eighth issue, I think the 10th issue, they actually released issue 25. So you saw all the fucked up shit that happened in issue 25. You're like, oh, what the fuck? So every other book after that was leading up to issue 25. So you already knew we have issue 25. You're just reading what led up to that. So Future State kind of feels like that. You know, with Jim Lee at the helm, I can kind of see them kind of just remaking that whole thing. So, yeah. All right. So what do we got? What do we got? Next book I'm going to do is Dark Ages number one. This is a Marvel book 
with Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor, y'all, like I said, mm -hmm. Tom Taylor is on a Marvel book. So I was like, yeah, I'll, hell yeah, I'll check that out, <laughs> see what's going on with that. You know, I'll buy that for a dollar or eight or whatever the fuck this book was but yeah five five yeah <laughs> shit i just i just press i just press uh order add the cart. I, add the cart. I don't know what i paid for <laughs> oh shit so yeah so there we go okay so basically what this book is is basically like what if the marvel universe uh was in the dark ages didn't have electricity but anyway we're gonna start off with what the book is going on uh basically we have and this is not in canon this is i'm pretty sure this is not in canon so what's going on we have no because uh, wanda's alive <laughs> that's right wanda's alive the x-men still or she around. gets killed again but she, she's alive she, yeah that's true and, and plus luke, yeah and plus luke cage and jessica jones is still married or not married or whatever the hell's going on because i don't know what's going on with that ship oh and this is how we know it's not canon because uh well not danielle uh yeah mayday mayday's back you know the alternate universe daughter spider whatever mm -hmm. so she's on the ceiling so we know this is a not in the 616 it's another universe so tom taylor can do whatever the hell he wants to do you know uh and basically why they're doing whatever they're doing uh spider-man spider sense go off because and it's the worst spider sense he's ever had every spider person spider sense goes off so you know it's bad he said normally when it goes this bad that means because galactus is coming but with the way it's going right now, it feels like Galactus already here and already taking a bite out of, you know, the Earth. So this is bad, whatever's going on. So then you got Moon Girl, Moon Girl right here. Um, and she's just like, oh, I see something bad. I need to go. And she gets on Devil Dinosaur and goes off. People don't know about Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Kids, kids about it. They're delightful. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So you got the X-Men. They know what's going on. Apocalypse knows what's going on also. He just says, yes i can hear you so we know this is ominous is going to be a play into effect later on so basically spider-man is like look i need to go talk to reed richards so when i talk to reed richards um reed richards has moon girl david dinosaur down there and they talk about what's going on basically the earthquake is going on it's something happening down at the bottom of the earth so we find out what's going on um so that's when the watcher shows up and when the watcher shows up you're already fucked that's Shit, basically what it's fucked up shit's fucked up that's when the yeah. watcher shows up so uh yeah he basically telling them what's going on so basically they have some evil dude called the unmaker who is 10 billion years old and they made him to kind of like stop entropy like to eat galaxy eat world stuff like that but he got out of control got 200 he just started eating any galaxy he wants to any earth he wanted to so the living tribunal who is the second most powerful entity in the marvel universe behind the one above all he just you know tried to destroy the unmaker but couldn't destroy him so he likes to put him to sleep. He just put him on this planet that was just forming called Earth. Because of course he did, you know. So he wakes up 10 billion years later and now he's hungry. So he's waking up and trying to punch his way out of the Earth core. So we're like, okay, we need to find a planet so they get all the smartest people in the Marvel Universe. Black Panther, Professor X, Tony Stark, uh, Shuri, I think it's Hank Pym, some other people, Moon Girl, Val, stuff like that so they devise a plan to just go to the earth just punch it so yeah they need all the smart people to just do that you know so they got it they got their strike force they have wanda they have vision they have dr strange and invisible woman so she can stop them from getting you know melted in the earth's core and they go to the earth's core so they go there they find the unmaker is woke up he's not in full power but he's got the power to fuck them up so that's when uh you know thing is just like it's clobbering time so wakanda of course not affected you know but every other city is getting destroyed 
uh, because this dude is just punching the earth coin, just creating earthquakes wherever he's punching. Atlantis is destroyed. They're done. You know, uh, the Wolverines, you know, Laura, X-23, and Honey Badger, you know, they're saving people, you know. Uh, the Avengers, the, the Runaways, the Champions, all saving everybody. Um, and yeah, so Thing decides to try to punch this god and gets, you know, obliterated. Unmade. Un unmade, that's right. He got unmade. <laughs> it's a slaughter. So yeah, so Wanda tries to fight and tries to use her reality ultimate powers to unmake him, but he unmakes her. And then that's when Vision gets pissed off. Wanda, no! You! Rushes at her. And he goes into it and it buys like a few seconds, whatever like that, but he gets killed also. I think. I don't know. Uh, so Doctor Strange, though, I know how to beat him. I'm going to uh, open a portal to another universe that is nothing but a, a, a big-ass universe-wide EMP. And I'm going to just blast him with it. That should take him out because he runs on electricity. So he does that, so he makes this big-ass EMP. But right before he gets taken out, he stabs Doom, I, I, I'm sorry, Strange, right through the chest. So Storm, I mean, Strange is dead. The EMP is still going, blasting his ass. And Strange uses the last bit of energy he has left right before he dies to throw uh, Sue Storm back, you know, back to New York. And she dies. But he dies before he can close the EMP portal. So the EMP portal is still on planet Earth, and it knocks out all the power on Earth. So everything's dead. Nick Fury, Helicarry dies. Iron Man loses a leg, falls because EMP affects him. Ant-Man's, a giant man's thing doesn't work anymore because it runs off electricity. So he People stuck big. Yeah, so he stuck big. Pacemakers go out. Uh, Viv, Viv, Vision, Vision's daughter dies. So even if Vision did survive the, elect, you know, the, the God monster, whatever like that, he's dead anyway because of the MP. You know, Spider-Man's web shooters don't yeah, work. Yeah, that's I, like, the, I actually went, oh, shit. I was like, <laughs> does that, I thought that was mechanical. Not like, yeah. but what, whatever. Yeah, I was hey. like, oh, shit, his web right so he crashes and he thinks mary jane is dead so he goes to the because the apartment you know got destroyed so he goes in and it turns out mayday saved everybody so everybody's alive so yeah so uh so we cut to seven years later no power there's no they've gone without power for seven years and now they and he's telling the story about oh yeah and it was the time a few years later when the apocalypse happened and then we see all these guys like venom and I guess steampunk Iron Man and She-Hulk and Beast steampunk, and yeah. yeah. So to be continued. So I was like, yeah, it's whatever. I, I don't know. You like didn't it didn't just grab me. I don't know. Uh, I, I was well. I I was thinking this was going to be like Savage Avengers, like it was going to be all fantasies and dragons and elves and shit. Another that, another War of the, the Realms, Hyperion Age and shit. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was in. War, another War of the Realms and shit. But then I was like, oh, okay, all right. Uh, uh, so I was intrigued because of that. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's kind of like deceased, but it didn't grab me like deceased did, you know. But it is Tom Taylor feel like he's going back to the well, you know. Yeah, this is just basically setting up. But yeah, so it probably I'll, will get better, but you're right. Yeah. This is a whole bunch of setup right now. Yeah, so. so I'll give it. I'll give it another go. Issue, at least another issue. Yeah, yeah. to see if it gets better. But yeah, so uh, what, what's next on your plate? Should I do Hellions number fifteen? Go 15? for it. Yeah. Okay, so Hellions number fifteen. You know, for somebody that hates X Men, you read way been, more X Men. I'm only now. reading this, and I'm this, and uh, what do you call it? And, uh, and New Mutants are the only yeah, yeah. X books I'm really reading, right? Yeah. Um, Is that so yeah, no, that's that's Greg Greg Crow, John Gray Crow, Gray Crow. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, so Halley's number 15, sinister. You know, he's finally been exposed. You know, um, so he set up the Hellions to die so he could steal DNA of the locust vial, you know, um, from Araco during the whole Exosword shit. Mm-hmm. You know, so Karn, is that his name? Karn, the leader, shows up to Krakoa to take uh, revenge on Zorn or whatever. I thought it was Karn or something. The guy with the helmet. Uh, the leader of the locust vial or whatever. Oh, we might be talking about two different people then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, uh, he, um, yeah. So he shows up, you know, to, to, to take revenge on, um, uh, Sinister, you know, and the whole Hellions crew don't remember anything, you know, because they died and Sinister erased their memories, you know, before bringing them back, you know. Um, and then it's also revealed that Psylocke was in on it the whole time. Oh, Tarn. It's Tarn, Tarn? with a T. Tarn the Never. Uncaring. That's his name. Never heard of him. Yeah, yeah he's the, the this these demon mutants from Araco or whatever. Uh, so yeah, so Sinister was went that's why he sent the Hellions to Araco to get the DNA of them. And then he killed them and then left them there and then when he brought them back he erased their memory so they didn't know but now they know because a, a sinister clone survived and now he told everybody and um psylocke was in on it and gray crow has the hots for her and he's really pissed who does so he's like why, why yeah <laughs> so he's like he basically builds his you know he puts together this gun out of all his body parts and just goes on a rampage and just starts you know, shooting up everything, going ballistic, and he shoots up this uh, one of the local locust locust uh, guys. They're uh, they're he's it, I can't remember his name, but basically he feeds on like ammunition and firepower, and it creates like these little spawn baby things, and mm-hmm. they feed on reality or some shit or something. I don't know. It's the fucking X Men. I don't know this fucking. It's weird fucking powers all the fucking time. I can't keep track of this shit. So anyways, yeah. So this thing is like going to, all these little spawn things are going to like basically eat the universe. So Tarn has to like create a black hole because I guess he can do that and swallow these things, you know, (laughs) and get rid of them. And then Psylocke admits to Grey Crow that she only was helping Sinister because, you know, he has her daughter, her DNA. And he's threatening to destroy it unless she helps him with this plan, you know. Okay. Uh, but then Sinister reveals that he has already created a Sinister slash Karn or Tarn clone okay. called the Chimera, and I basically it's like a mutant god. Oh, so the one rule that the X Men said don't do, Sinister did it. Yeah, like so you can't cre- combine. You yeah. know XDNA, but yeah, yeah. So he he made a sinister and Tarn clone, the Chimera here, and but it turns out Empath, who's been on the Hellion squad this whole time, turns out he is been uh, undercover working for Emma Frost this whole time, and now Emma knows about Sinister's whole plan. So and, and em- she's on the Quiet Council. Oh yeah, wow. and okay. Empath takes over Sil or Silac, a uh, havoc. And has Havoc blow up the place. <laughs> well, damn. Okay. And to be continued. So, yeah, Havoc just blows up the jank and to be continued. So, pretty cool. Pretty cool. 
know, interesting. Uh, four out of five. I'm yeah, I, I, yeah. Like I said, it's one of the the only. This and the New Mutants are the only X books I'm I'm reading. So. Let's see. Uh, Sinister combination fest. Yeah, like I said, the X Men actually have like Krakoa has one rule that you can't combine DNA. You know, but it's Sinister. He does what he wants to do. So yeah. yeah. So uh yeah so the next book I'm going to do is not New Mutants uh Sinister War why not yeah oh you know I, that? I, yeah it, it's the it's the last one it's the last book well not the last book I'm doing <laughs> but the last book Sinister War is doing okay <laughs> so it's the last book in this run yeah so basically it's just been a whole bunch of bad guys just fighting Spider Man fighting Spider Man fighting Spider Man so yeah that's what's going on with that. Uh, and based on how the book is going on, is that it's more fighting? Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. So I'm just gonna just cut with three case. three sinister six teams. Or how many sinister six teams? Well, another one shows up at the end of last issue because then okay. you got Juggernaut, Great Gargoyle, Whirlwind, Living Laser. You know, as Spider Man's like, I don't remember fighting these guys. <laughs> it's, so like, it's like the alone. sinister. So it's like the sinister twenty four or something. Yeah, it's like <laughs> sinister four. He says like forty guys, so you got to buy a six by forty. My math is bad. But divide it up, and yeah, that's how many sixes you got. He just calls them the sixes. He was like, they just all after me. So yeah, so they all fight him. Sin Eater beats his ass, you know. But before he do that, the other sinister sixes show up, you know. Uh, and they just, they all, you know what? They're so desperate on fighting Spider-Man that they fight each other. So it's a big-ass war of them just fighting each other. And they forget Spider-Man's even there, even though he's, he's right there, <laughs> you know. So, oh, and that's the you know, Moreland. I thought it was Mo- Morbius, Mobius, whatever name, but it's Morbius, actually yeah. Mo- Moreland, Moreland, and he is a vampire also, or a soul eater, whatever like that, and he can sniff Spider-Man. So no matter where Spider-Man goes, he's going to find him anyway, you know. So, yeah, so they find Spider-Man, and, and they just kick his ass, even though he's already been getting his ass beat the whole time, you know. Uh, But then they get so concentrated on Spider-Man, they start fighting them s- each other just to get to Spider-Man. So they start blasting each other. This is the all-out, you know, carnage. But anyway, let's just cut to the end. So, what goes <laughs> to the end? Oh yeah, and Boomerang dies. I forgot to tell you that. Which we kind of saw that coming. So I Boomerang mean, it looks pretty cool. If it's just action, it looks pretty cool. Yes, yeah, so it's just action, action, action. Yeah, Boomerang saves Spider-Man because Spider-Man was about to get eaten by Moreland. So since he was there, he just kills him instead. Just eats him. He's like, yeah, you you wasn't shit. I'm still hungry. You know, so we got Spider-Man. Then you got all the other one, and so. The team that Boomerang is on, the Sinister Six team that he was on, joined Spider-Man team because so now it's like them versus everybody else. But anyway, while it's going on, Doctor Octopus actually not fighting anybody. He's just sitting back in the background with some kind of remote control. Yeah, and then he does something where he actually pulls a centipede out of his own ear, hits a button, boom, and knocks everybody out. Everybody's down for the count. So what happens is the centipede that Kendrick put in everybody's ear no longer works so he's no longer in control he doesn't have that suicide bomb in their head anymore so they can just you know do what they want so he talks has a one-on-one talk with dr Octopus. he's like yeah nobody controls me i do what i want to do so since uh black ant was like an ant-man villain can't control ants i took his stuff hacked into it to control the centipede so that way the centipede doesn't work on us anymore he was like thanks doc he's like don't touch me you know, I didn't do this for you. I did it for me. <laughs> you know, so he was like, "But anyway, Spider-Man, you need to get out of here because some of these guys still want to kill you anyway." So I'm gonna give you a five-second head start. You get out of here, and Spider-Man leaves. And apparently, Mephisto and Doctor Doctor Strange had a bet going, and Doctor Strange won. Mephisto's like, 
well, you want. It doesn't matter. I'm going to get them again in a few months anyway, so it doesn't even matter, which is ominous, and that's the book. So, yeah. So, yeah, apparently it was a thing with Mephisto and Doctor Strange betting on who was going to win, <laughs> I oh. guess. Uh, let's see. Uh, I've been expecting. Yeah, I think everybody was expecting that Boomerang died because he's such a useless D-list villain. Why is he so focused in these Nick Spencer books? So apparently he was going to die. We knew that was going to happen. So, uh, I'm glad the run is over. It it didn't need to be four books. It's well, it sounds know. like I read the shittiest one, and then and you read the rest of them, which sounded not that bad. <laughs> it was just, it was just fighting, just fighting, fighting, yeah. fighting. That's all it was. Because the like, first one no was story. all yeah. yeah, the first one was all that setup of all that crap that's been soap opera shit that's been going on in the run. And I was that's like, what I, I liked. Yeah, I thought it was, was gonna like, lead it. I don't know. And then, but now I was like, oh, I was I was I just jumped in to see. Oh yeah, let's see him fight all his villains. Mary <laughs> Jane doesn't even show up again. He didn't even take the mask off for the rest of these books. It's just fighting. That's all it is. It's just like, oh man. It's like remember when we talk about Shang Chi. Like if you watch those, you read those old books. That's all it was. Like the old books, every other page was Shang Chi fighting a ninja. He just walking down the street. Oh, ninja! Yeah. Next page, he walking yeah. in, taking the shit. Ninja. You know, that's all the book was. It was no story. You know, but yeah. But what, what do you got? Um, I'll do New Mutants twenty one, number twenty one. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Do I got one up? So this is um, yeah. So you got that? Okay, cool. So um, so Scout was killed, Honey Badger, Gabby, whatever you want to call it. Oh her. no, not Honey she, Badger. She was killed last issue. Um uh and the kids were like, oh shit, who did this? Um, we need to find out who it was, you know, we need to bring her back, you know, see what she remembers. Um, they suspect it was the Shadow King and all that because Amal Farouk has been, you know, talking with them and telling them, you know, giving them pointers, basically befriending these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, Give them candy. And, uh, yeah. Uh, but they're also like, well, the, you know, Krakoa is not going to resurrect her because she's a clone. So let's do it ourselves. So they do. They sneak into the husk, whatever, and they resurrect her. But then don't they, need, don't they need the five? Well, yeah, they they all sneak in there and they all fucking they get her back. You know, Rain actually helps them. Like Rain comes like he's doing, you know. Okay. She catches them, and they have this conversation, and they're like, "Hey, you know, Gabby ends up coming back, so they resurrect Scout, and she's like, "Hey, you, you're the last one. That, you're the last one to see me alive, and blah 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 blah. You, and they all think Rain killed her, you know. But Rain's like, I don't remember any of that shit." I don't even remember talking to you and all that. <laughs> so then they're like, oh, crap. Well, you've been buddy-buddy with uh, Farouk this whole time. And mm-hmm. so then they're like, oh, shit. Farouk's doing some shit to us. you know? Because he's got uh, telepath powers. He can erase yeah. their minds. And, yeah. yeah. So um, so they suspect that it's Farouk. You know, he's up to something. Uh, meanwhile, uh, let's see. Whoops. Meanwhile... On the moon, uh, Warpath is on the moon uh, doing a training exercise with uh, some of the mutant kids. And they're like, you know, uh, cleaning up these little space slugs that are like fucking up the, you know, the domes up there on the moon. And then they get attacked by the brood. And there's a big old fight, Warpath and all the kids. Wait, I thought thought the X-Men controlled the brood now. Well, there was some sort of there was some sort of truce. They they talk about that. There's some truce going on. Obviously, it's been broken. The brood are attacking. So, 
they fight, um, you know, Warpath kicking ass, ripping broods apart and shit. Yeah, you know? so basically, fuck Jonathan Hickman. Yeah, the shit he wrote, yeah, never. Yeah, big, you know, big ass fight, action shit. The truce is broken with the brood, blah, blah, blah. Um, back on Earth, um, yeah, so Rain goes and tells Danny Moonstar and Karma about what's been going. Like, yo, I think Farouk is messing around with us. I can't remember, you know, what happened, but I, I, sus- I think I might have, you know, killed Scout or he made me kill Scout, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, okay, we got to do some magic. It's like, okay, let's go get him, you know. And and Farouk's like, yes, excellent, come to me, <laughs> you know, let's come and play. So you know, pretty cool. Um, they do address. There was like a letter. They do address um, uh, the five or whatever. Mm-hmm. They they talk about hey, Hello. hey, we want to okay. present some. You hear me? Oh yeah, you, you, you went out just for a split second, but you, you're back now. Yeah. Okay. So there was a part in this book where um, the five actually send a letter to the council about stating a case for clones to be resurrected, that some clones are actually individuals and that Cerebro actually recognizes them as as individuals. So some of them should be resurrected like Gabby, like Madeline Pryor, like you Laura, know, a few of them. Yeah, 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 a few of them, you know, so, so, but, but Scout, they, they, they did resurrect Scout, so. So, but cool. other than that, you know, pretty cool. Four out of five. Cool, cool. Okay. All right. So, last book I got is Static, number three, season one. So that's last one I got. Uh, like I said, I I pretty much get them for free because I subscribe to DC Universe. They just give them to me for some reason. Only the milestone books. So only the black books <laughs> I get for free. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Where's I gonna go with that? Yeah. Okay. So just starting how the book starts off. Uh, like I said, this is book Hot Streak, which who right now is Static's main enemy, got caught. So and he got caught by the, some government organization which we don't know about. And they're like, Oh, you want to see us? What do you want with us? That's, what do you think you can offer? He like names. I give you names. See, obviously, you just run around and don't know who the cats, but I can tell you where to find them, where they come from. I can give you all the bang babies you want to get. So he makes a deal with this government organization to you know snitch on the kids and, and find them where, where all where all the uh kids that got powers are so and that's it now back to static last time we left off of static he was in a warehouse and it turns out he was in hardware's warehouse because that's where they got sent to get all kind of like tech stuff so like that but the police are there looking for hardware but static is in there static is like well if I, maybe i should just walk out and just tell them i'm not hardware but he just thought about it. Now, nah, if I walk out, they're going to shoot my black ass and worry about it later on with him out of hardware. So that's not going to work, you know. So he's just thinking like, okay, I need a distraction. So he gets a book bag, you know, puts all the hardware stuff in there that, you know, steals some stuff from his warehouse, finds a robot, and he turns out that he knows how to, like, crudely make the robot move because it's metal, you know. But he throws a smoke bomb down to make people think it might be him. So as soon as it comes out, of course, the police shoot the shit out of the robot, you know. But they're doing that. He tries to sneak out, and then you got the Metal Gear thing finds him. You're like, oh, shit, you found me. So they're like, oh, let's shoot his ass, <laughs> because obviously it's hardware. So turns out Static finds out that he can control Metal, so he stops the bullets right there, you know, by instinct. The bullets don't even touch him. So once you find that out, he just takes all the police guns and just launches them in, in, into space, you know, get the guns out of here. And then he takes off running, runs away, and that's when the uh, police cars chase after him, and it turns out he's standing right on a manhole cover. She's like, I, what do I do? How do I get out of here? You're like, oh, I'm on a manhole cover. It's it's metal. 
So why not use my metal powers to fly? And that's when you get the old school static shock flying on a manhole cover. You know, so that's the first time he does it in these books, you know. So and then they talk about uh and Eli, I think they're making the blood syndicate, but I think they're making the blood syndicate like like a a uh a evil team because Holocaust is on it. I think so, because they got Holocaust in there. He's recruiting bang babies, just like he did in the old Blood Syndicate books. But this time he just recruits just anybody, you know. Okay. Yeah. So um I passed that. Anyway, let's skip all the way to the end. I just got to the cool part. The main part I wanted to talk about is oh, yeah, this. He, he puts on a suit. He puts on the suit, but here's the thing. They do it like the old school 90s. He was like, because I always read anime with my dad, so like that I was one of the hero. And that's when they show like the, the static shock, you know, from, from the 90s cartoon. And then he puts on the suit, finds out his suit is like bulletproof, stuff like that. And he finds a Malcolm X hat, which made sense in the 90s because everybody had a Malcolm X hat in the 90s and he puts it on. And it's old and, you know, it's, it's static. Eli, do you think kids would get it, the X hat? What would it symbolize? Nowadays in 2021, I I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't know. It's it, like in the um, 90s when Static wore it, then it made sense. Like it it was a thing, but now they're probably thinking something I mean, else. Do people know who Malcolm X is? Like this, is, I mean, I mean na- nowadays, I mean, oh, of course, yeah, we're, we're woke now. We didn't know who he was in the 90s, but we're woke now. So yeah, we know who everybody is now. So anyway, cut to end. Him and his dad have a one-on-one. They fix the house, stuff like that. He goes to school. And when he goes to school, uh, you know, they get uh, stopped in class by the same government that was at the beginning of the issue. And they're saying, we need to talk to the kids. We need, some of the kids need to come with us, you know. But right before Darius, who was like this podcaster, uh, he basically went to the bathroom to take a piss. He comes back. He sees those government agents. He's like, oh, shit, let me find it. And it's High Street again. High Street is working with a government agency. So turns out uh, Virgil was late for class, so he thinks it's no big deal. I just walk into class five minutes late and sit. That's when Darius grabs his ass in the in the in the bathroom. He's like, "Don't go in there because they're looking for bang babies right now. If they find you in there, you're definitely coming with them." So all the kids in the class they just leave with High Street, and he's like, "Don't worry, I know where the other kids live at that aren't in the classroom." And next book says High Street makes a house call again. So like the next issue. He's going back to Virgil's house. So, yeah, that's the book. This is a, this is a better book because you've got more static isms, the stuff you expect, you know, from static. So, yeah, the art is great. The art is, the, has never been a problem with the static book. So, yeah, uh, yeah, updated from a garbage, <laughs> a garbage. Oh yeah, it was a garbage can. I forgot about that. I, I can remember if it was garbage can or a manhole cover. Or it might have been gar- manhole cover in the in the original comic and a man and a garbage can in the in the cartoon. I have to go back and see, but yeah, that's that's what I got. So yeah, it's picking up. I, I'll stick with it. Cool, as long as it's free. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> All right. Uh, my last book I'll do is Star Wars High Republic number nine. Um, so uh, so basically, this is the Star Wars High Republic. This takes place two hundred years. Before the Skywalker era, um, we have a place called Starlight Beacon that is on the outskirts of the Outer Rim, the uncharted territory of the galaxy that hasn't been mapped out yet. And there's these space pirates called the Nile, um, and they attack this Republic Fair that is celebrating the opening of the Starlight Beacon. And they killed thousands of people, 
Um, so the book opens up with some politics, basically. They're, the Jedi Council are arguing with the Senate about what to do about the Nile. Do we go My to war? favorite part about Star Wars. Yeah, this is all basically <laughs> politics. Yeah, they, 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 they uh, you know... What are they going to do about the Nile? Do they they some some Jedi want to like straight up go after him, basically go to war? But some of them are like, no, we need to investigate, you know, uh, find out their terror tactics, you know, because the Nile have, uh, are using like hyperspace lanes to like make attacks. They can jump in a, in and out of hyperspace, um, and like basically do some attack shit and then jump into hyperspace again. So that's what they've been doing. Um, and so Keeve, the Padawan turned uh, knight, um, she goes undercover with the Nile and she's on some raids with them. And But at the end, we see the Nile have captured one of the Hut allies. So the Hut, they, they allied with the Hut when they were fighting the Drengir, those plant monsters in the, in the earlier story arcs. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the Huts have like, and, and, the, and the Jedi are kind of like friends right now, but now the Nile have captured one of the Hut allies and they might have blown maybe Keeve's cover is blown maybe so to be continued so um yeah four out of five this is uh you know i'm digging the high high republic stuff it's basically star wars not being weighed down by all the expectations of skywalker shit or the old republic shit it's just new straight up new star wars stuff you know star wars stories you know New shit, straight up new shit. We don't have any expectations. You know, we don't right. have to worry about only Yoda is like the only person that exists. Right. The creators <laughs> are free to make new stuff. That's the thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm digging it. So, and it's more of a fantasy style, you know, more of a, you know, knights in shining armor, more of a game and game of thrones sort of feel to it. Lord of the Rings feel less samurai, I guess. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So cool. So. And I'm booked out. All right, cool. Uh, like I said, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, subscribe. Appreciate everybody jumping in. Hope you enjoyed our Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi, whatever you want to call it. It's okay. <laughs> you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, appreciate your view. Uh, tell you what, anybody that watched the movie, rate what you thought about the movie. Put your rating down there on a scale of one to five. We don't do 10 here because 10 is a bullshit rating. One to five. What you think about it? Put it down. Comment. And uh, I don't know what's coming next week. We'll find something to do. It's always something. Uh, yeah. I think there may be like a Sony PlayStation. They're going to announce what's going on with the PS5. It was like an update, you know, so we'll know whether or not we can get one or not. Uh, but other than that, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, Eli, anything you got to add? Oh, I think we got it. Cool. Yeah, like I said, this was a, a meaty show. We got a lot of information in here, but one of our shorter ones. So, just going to leave it <laughs> at that. So, until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time, same bullet channel.
Stab it with their steely knives, but they just can't 